All right. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the first episode of the Work From Home Nomad podcast. I'm your host, Wilson, where I ask super adventurous and down-to-earth Work From Home Nomads from all over the world the same questions, and the resulting stories are always different, interesting, and exhilarating. And today, I have the privilege of interviewing the one and only Kobayashi-san, Yusuke. Hello, Yusuke. How are you doing today, man? I'm good, Wilson. Thanks for having me, man. <laughs> for sure, man. Now, where are you right now? You're in Hawaii, but what part of Hawaii? So I'm currently in Oahu, Hawaii, yeah. uh, in Honolulu. And I got here about three and a half weeks ago, and I haven't looked back since. Yeah, and you went with your our good friend, Tim, right? We have a mutual friend named Tim uh, G. Yep. He's... Uh... Tim G. <laughs> Yeah, Tim shout out Fiji. to Tim. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So yeah. it's funny because I was living in San Diego right before this. And yeah. Tim, you know, hits me up on, you know, he texts me, hey, dude, let's go to Hawaii. They just like cleared the 14-day quarantine. If you get a negative COVID test, 72 hours yeah. before, you can just go in, hang out. And I was like, I'm in. All right, let's do it. And uh -huh. so me and him had planned to stay in Hawaii for like eight days. Yeah. So I was supposed to go back November 20th. But I remember uh -huh. literally the first day that I got to Hawaii, I was like, I'm not going back to San Diego. <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to extend my stay. And so I just said, all right, I'm going to extend for another month and see what happens. And here I am. Dude, and that's awesome. And you can afford to do that, right? Because uh, we got some information here uh, for the pre-interview questionnaire. Uh, you are a e-commerce e business owner. Um, so you can work anywhere you want. Uh, can you tell us a little bit more about that? Yeah. So one of the main, I guess, benefits of, of my job is that I can work from anywhere and it's my own business that I started about a year and a half ago. And so, um, essentially it gives me the flexibility to be like, okay, if I want to live in San Diego for two months and then go to Brazil or go to Hawaii or go anywhere, I can do that. And one thing that I also am keen on doing is I never sign more than I, I always do like month to month leases. And so, you know, I can just pack myself up and go wherever I want if I don't like the place, you know? So I, yeah. I always try to keep that flexibility. And so I can, you know, kind of just live life on the go and be spontaneous. Yeah. Um, and in, in case that, you know, if there was a, a, a girl who had the privilege of, falling in love with you and vice versa, then you can adjust your plan accordingly. Always. Exactly. <laughs> you always got to account for that, right? Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> you never know. Uh, dude, so very cool. So you're, okay, so for everybody who doesn't know Yosuke, um, he is American Japanese, right? Yeah. Uh, so you were born in Japan, uh, and excuse my gringo accent, but Utsunomiya? Yep. Uh, shout out to the hometown, right? Until uh, yeah. you were about four years old, and then uh, your family and you, you guys moved to Philly, um, the suburbs of Philly. Uh, then you went to the University of Pittsburgh, uh, graduated BS in biological sciences with a chem minor. Uh, and I remember we had this conversation in Columbia, right? Yeah. Uh, right. So we, so for everybody who doesn't know, I met Yosuke and I think Medellin. Yeah, Medellin. Yeah. Medellin, About Columbia, baby. two, yeah, two, two years ago. 
Um, and at that time you had not graduated yet and you were on, I think a pre-med track. So you're yeah. considering being a doctor and then yeah. as any entrepreneur does, uh, you gave that up uh, for uh, what you thought was a better opportunity, uh, an opportunity that fit your lifestyle, an opportunity that mm -hmm. you say, hey, I'm going to start this e-commerce business. I'm going to be my own boss. So, you know, yeah. I, I guess my, my question to you is, you know, rewind back to 2018 when you were okay. considering that pre-med track and what was going through your mind then? Dude, it's, uh, yeah, it's crazy because, you know, my whole life trajectory is just kind of, is complete. It's, it's on a different scale right now, you know, like way different than, I guess the, the med school track. Right. Um, so when I met you, I had actually just graduated and it was the fall of 2018. Mm -hmm. and I was taking a gap year. So I just graduated. And during that gap year, I knew that I wanted to do something during that gap year because I didn't want to go straight from undergrad to med school. Cause that's, you know, right. like four years. Right. And so I knew during that time, I was like, okay, I like traveling. Uh, I like Spanish. I want to go somewhere that I can do both. And I was like, mm. Columbia, that's the place. <laughs> and so I went there with uh, an English like teaching job. And so I was yeah. teaching English there. Um, and I kind of, I had a really good time because I was able to, you know, meet a lot of people, uh, learn more Spanish. But then at the same time, I knew I wanted to, to make more money, you know? Yeah. It's like, you know, you work, you're teaching English, like, yeah, you'll get by in Colombia, but like, you don't have a lot of money to work with. And mm -hmm. um, during this time, I met, uh, I guess, when I came back for Christmas break during that uh, 2018, I met my friend who I hadn't seen in like a year. Yeah. And he was a neighbor growing up, mm -hmm. he had started his own e-commerce business and just yeah. absolutely mm -hmm. crushed it that year. Um, and this was like a guy that was one year older than me. And we'd been like in you know elementary school, growing up all the way to college as well. He went to PIP. Um, and yeah, that year he, you know, he pulled in almost a million dollars in profit. And I, and I'm just, you know, sitting next to him at the bar and I'm just like, wait, you know, like what, you know? <laughs> yeah. And so he planted that seed in me and he's like, all right, dude, if you like want to do what I do, like I, I have all the, the videos and from the courses that he, that he took and he just like sent all the login information to me. Yeah. And I immediately went home that Christmas break and just like started grinding and just like taking notes and like just going through all the videos and uh, kind of implementing all the steps like and starting my own website and everything. Um, and then I haven't looked back since, man. And then since then, I've just been doing that. Um, but yeah. That's awesome. So, I mean, like, you know, with, with e-commerce, uh, it's, it's hard work. Uh, it's also a bit of luck, right? Uh, so in the right place at the right time, and you saw an opportunity, you executed, and you ran away with it. And you've been doing this for what, a year and a half now? Or is it a year now? Yeah, it's about, yeah, it's about a year and a half. Um, I started, officially kind of started like maybe March of 2019. Like, yeah. Like that's when I started putting like full like hours into it. And then basically the, that, that and six months later, I started actually seeing some money flowing in. I, you know, definitely took a lot of time um, and some investments and, yeah. you know, losing money. But mm -hmm. I think you have to treat it like, you know, obviously like any other business, right? There's no quick get rich quick scheme. It's, right. Yeah. But if you mm -hmm. put in the time and effort and, uh, you know, good consistency, um, yeah. you know, I think you can make it work. 
Yeah, absolutely. Okay, now it's it's cool that your e-commerce business dream kind of stemmed from that, I guess, Christmas break. But before that, you were in Colombia. And yeah. I'm just curious, why Colombia? So, great, you know, why not Peru? Questions. Because right. why, why not Argentina? Yeah. yeah. So I was looking up on on Google, like literally best places like for digital nomads. And then yeah. that was like the one criteria. And then the other one was it has to be a Spanish speaking country. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, hmm, okay. And Medellin, Colombia, just for some reason, and now I know why, is like up there as one of the best yeah, places yeah. for digital nomads, right? It's got yeah. amazing weather, amazing climate, and, you know, beautiful girls, or so I've heard. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I can confirm my, too. <laughs> yeah, you can confirm. Okay. And then my brother at the time, he had also visited Colombia before and Medellin. And he told me that that was his like favorite city in South America. And yeah. uh, I had already been to Peru as well. Um, and so I was like, all right, let's go to Medellin, you know? And I was just kind of like, yeah. And I'm, I'm also the type of person that like kind of just does things and I, I'll do my research, but like, I'll just kind of dive into it. And then that seemed to be like the, the coolest place. So that's how I chose. Yeah. It. Nice. And, uh, and by the way, I've heard you speak Spanish before, man. It's, it's pretty solid. Uh, I, I have a controversial question, so to speak, sure. uh, because, you know, you and I, we're, we're like brothers, right? You know, like, oh, yeah. you're ethnically Japanese, Asian. I'm ethnically Asian. Uh, so for you to go to Latin America, was that any, you know, how did that impact your experience? Because people would look at you, um, at least in Colombia, there weren't a lot of Asian Colombians. So I presume that you were viewed as clearly a foreigner. So I was wondering how that impacted your experiences, because for me, I, I take that personally, too. Right. Because I know what yeah. it's like in Mexico. Yeah, you're right. Um, that's a, that's an awesome question. So I remember, you know going to Colombia and looking around and obviously there's only, I mean, there's some gringos here and there, but mostly just, you know, <laughs> Latin Americans, right. And yeah. no Asian people. And I'm just like walking down the streets and just like people just like, like look at you with like intrigue, you know? Mm-hmm. And it's a very welcoming, <laughs> like, just like, Whoa, like what is he doing there? You know? Yeah. And so I got, I got, I'm just getting like a lot of random people coming up to me and asking like, Oh, like, where are you from? And like, people <laughs> were very intrigued and kind of happy to see me, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, and I felt very welcomed. And um, yeah, I, I, you know, you don't feel like that in the U S you know, they'll see another Asian person and be like, Oh, another Asian. <laughs> you know, it's like it's <laughs> completely normal. But in, yeah. in South America, I was, I was unique, man. I was exotic. You know, I played that. Exotic <laughs> I love it, man. I know, I know how you feel. <laughs> uh, I mean, like, did you ever feel, you know, out of place? Did you feel weird? Did you feel uncomfortable? Um, just curious uh, if you ever had any of those negative thoughts uh, on the contrary of what you just said. Um, so yes. And, but this wasn't in Colombia. This was in Ecuador. And mm. I think a lot of it had to do with, the time and place um and so right basically the beginning of like 29 beginning of 2020 in january me and my you know best friend noah who you've met we yeah. started traveling in mexico and that's shout out you know we, yeah shout <laughs> out to mexico and so <laughs> we had been traveling from mexico all the way to uh peru and mm-hmm. basically in the end of on the end of february slash like beginning of march 
we were in Ecuador and this was when like things with COVID were kind of getting serious, right? Mm -hmm. And we, you know, there were just so many things in the air and uh, people started wearing masks, blah, blah, blah. And I remember we went to a, a small, small city called um, Ambato. And that's actually where you were supposed to come with. Yeah, you're supposed to come with us. <laughs> Sorry, I ditched you guys for uh, Carnival yeah, in Brazil. For Carnival in Brazil. <laughs> I don't blame you at all. And I'm happy you did because that was probably one of the weirdest and kind of worst experiences I've had in the city. Um, and the way that, that you described or the, the way you're asking, you know, I, as an Asian American, I think kind of felt targeted in the sense that people like were staring at me but in a way that they were like, what the hell are you doing here? You know, it was like, get away yeah. from me. Like, and right. I remember one time distinctly, me and Noah were in the mall, the food shopping court. And I remember I got up to get some food and the ta- and then Noah was sitting down and he like saw the table, like a group of Ecuadorians, I guess, like sitting behind us, just like staring at me. And I just like turn around and they're just like, I don't know, man. The, the aura was so weird. And I felt yeah. like I was in, have you ever seen Get Out? Yes, I have. I kind uh-huh. of felt like that, like the main character Dang. in Get Out and people mm-hmm. were just like staring at me and just giving me really bad vibes. And I, yeah. and I mean, um, I, I, I don't think it was like, I mean, maybe there was like some sort of racism involved. And I think, but a lot of it was the time and situation with the coronavirus and yeah. people were scared of, uh, mm-hmm. you know, spreading COVID and especially me being, you know, Asian. They're like, yeah. oh, look, like he he probably has the right. Wuhan virus, apparently, according right. to Trump. Right. <laughs> um, yeah. Right. So, you know, um, I think that was that was like the main thing. Um, but I think if I go back again during another time, it might be a different experience. But yeah, um, probably a one off yeah, situation with the pandemic, uh, which <clears throat> I'm sure a lot of uh, Asian people around this world in the Western in Latin America African regions have experienced, I would imagine. Yeah. Yeah, probably similar experiences. Yeah, I mean, you know, it is yeah. what it is, right? Yeah. Uh, I mean, and I guess like other times, uh, you know, other than the COVID one-off situation, you haven't really felt any of those negative vibes um, while traveling in, in Latin America, at least. Uh, would you agree no. with that statement? Yeah, I... I really haven't. And maybe um, a lot of it has to do with, you know, the people that I'm hanging out with, but, you know, maybe the people that, that I'm attracted towards the people that I like stay in the, the group with, you know, are very open-minded and, you know, don't see race as like a, you know, a, an identifying factor, I guess that, you know, so maybe that is, but did you have any experiences like that? I'd be, you know, I'm kind of curious as well. I personally have not. I'm surprised. Um, you know, it, you read it all the time in the news and then hearing your story just now in yeah. Ecuador, I, I personally have not, but I think part of it was, I don't even know. <laughs> yeah. Maybe it's just luck of the draw on my part, but yeah. uh, you know, that, that happens everywhere. And uh, you know, for me, uh, just being in Brazil right now, there's Asians everywhere. Uh, I could Dude. easily, I'm Brazilian until I start opening my mouth and speaking Portuguese <laughs> and they're like something's wrong with this guy he's not Brazilian <laughs> uh but yeah interesting I, I mean like it I think that's you know traveling and just being somewhere and having like a you know minus the COVID situation you know you, yeah. you have 
these fears and am I going to fit in, et cetera, those kinds of thoughts. So I was wondering when you traveled solo for the first time, mm -hmm. uh, you know, did you have any reservations? Did you, uh, were, were you nervous? And then how did you get over that fear? Yeah. Um, so I would say the first time that I like solo traveled was when I studied abroad, but that was, that was very different, right? In the sense that I was going to Spain and there were going to be other students in my, in my study abroad group. So um, that I didn't really feel as nervous, but my first time graduating from college and then going to Medellin, Colombia by myself, where I knew absolutely no one, mm -hmm. that was kind of scary. I remember sitting in my, like trying to fall asleep um, in my bed the night before. Yeah. And just, cause you know, people talk about Colombia and Medellin as like a very dangerous place. And, you know, if you think about the media and how, you know, Medellin is portrayed, you know, yeah. people think of immediately Paulo Escobar and the narcos and yeah. you know, kidnappings. <laughs> and so I'm sitting there, I was like, oh my God, wait, what am I doing? Like, yeah. But yeah. I know, I think that was just like an irrational fear. And once I, you know, flew in to Medellin and just kind of experienced, uh, I guess, their, their culture, their people, and just seeing how nice people were and just, I, I was just astounded and uh, I felt comfortable ever since and never put myself in this position where I felt uncomfortable or felt like I was in a dangerous place. Yeah. So mm -hmm. um, I was, I was fine. And, and can you, I guess, like explain the delta between you know, what you think of the Colombian culture today versus had you not have gone? Because um, I'm sure it kind of, it, it's educational at the end of the day, right? Traveling, you, you learn things, you, um, you're, you familiarize yourself with cultures and people. Uh, so it's just, you know, curious as to what the Delta was in, in that sense for you. Yeah, um, I mean, like I said, you know, my preconceived notions were you know, Colombia is probably going to be way more dangerous than, let's say, where I was in the suburbs of Philadelphia. Right. And I just felt like, okay, if I'm walking in the streets at night, like I'm going to get mugged or I'm going to get right. pocketed or something. Um, <laughs> and, you know, when I went there, it was kind of the exact opposite experience of people in the streets, like super friendly, like, I don't know, just having conversations with random people with the locals um and colombia is just way more than you know the the horrendous history um that they finally kind of overcome and right. i know i remember i was talking to so many of the locals and they hate it they hate the fact that they're known for pablo mm. escobar right and that's like yeah. the history that they they aren't trying to erase by any means but they want to get over that because there's mm -hmm. so much more to colombia than there um, is yeah know, the, the narco traficantes and all the cocaine right <laughs> and people just yeah. think colombia cocaine right um, so um, right. that was that was one difference and i felt always safe there which is great yeah that's good uh and you know i i can attest to that too i mean i feel like you know you talk to a colombian you say oh narcos on netflix yeah. it's yeah you know it's not the most pleasant thing to hear as a colombian <laughs> i completely exactly. understand right yeah, yeah. Um, uh, also, yeah, to go along go with that, this is just another thing. I, like, I thought of South America, uh, Colombia as having like Mexican food. I thought like that's, I, <laughs> I had no idea. I went there 
dude no one eats any spicy food so yeah that was, that was kind of like a like a kind of <laughs> wake-up call i guess yeah that's funny now and then after your Columbia experience, that's when you really started the e-commerce business. And I, I had a couple of questions on that because you're, you're traveling, yeah. you're in Hawaii. You made the decision to say, I'm just staying here because I can, because I can. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, again, because I can. <laughs> and, you know, just curious, you know, how, how do you stay disciplined? You know, you, you're in beautiful Hawaii. You, you're right next to the beach, I presume, right, in Hawaii. Mm -hmm. You're next yeah. to uh, La Naturaleza. Uh, you're next to like the beautiful mountains and everything. Mm -hmm. uh, how do you get shit done? Great question. I will, <laughs> I will say it has been harder just because, um, man, it's, everything is so beautiful. And all my friends are always like, oh, let's go on a hike. Let's go to the beach. But <laughs> I try to allocate um, you know, a few hours in the morning to get myself done right and a lot of the people that are currently staying here um are all working remotely and all work uh kind of east coast or la hours so it's kind of nice yeah. having that kind of community where you know you go up to the rooftop and people are already working and so that kind of helps um being in that kind of environment but also at the same time you know um it is my my own business so i feel mm -hmm. responsible and my success is dictated on whether or not I get stuff done, right? So right. I kind of like having that responsibility and that keeps me motivated. Um, you know, and then, you know, if I don't, I'm, I won't be making any money, right? So. Right, right. And that's not what every entrepreneur wants. They, they want to work hard and make more and make more and get in advance and improve the business. Exactly. Yeah. 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 Um, so cool. I can continue traveling and doing what I want to do, yeah. Yeah. Uh, and so whenever you look back, um, you know, you could have, you, you made a major pivot and that's okay for, I guess, anybody who's a, like a senior in college, you know, people change careers past all the time in their twenties, even in their thirties, uh, for you, you did that pretty early on. Um, so if, you know, looking back, had you chosen the pre-med track? Um, and, and pursued a career as a doctor, you know, what, what do you think of that? You know, like walk me through what you're thinking of, man, I, I could have done this, but maybe it was better that I walked the e-commerce route, you know, we'll, you yeah. know, take me through that decision. Cause I'm sure it was a hard decision to make. It was. Um, but I think one major um, event that I had was, I had studied abroad my fall semester of senior year and yep. I went to Valencia, Spain. And that was kind of the, wait, where's my life going kind of moment. Right. Mm -hmm. And I'm having an awesome time. Study abroad was probably one of the, you know, probably most fun semesters in college period. And I remember just traveling, walking and exploring and thinking to myself, like, do I, I want to continue doing, being able to do this. You know, I want, I love traveling. I love meeting new people. I love exploring new cultures, trying new foods. And if I can find a career or a job that allows me to work remotely and have that flexibility, that's what I want. And I remember mm -hmm. thinking to myself, and I remember having conversations like with my best friends and study abroad. I was like, dude, I don't know if I want to, you know, do the pre-med route anymore. Right. I, I don't know if I want to, mm -hmm. you know, spend the next four years in med school, blah, blah, blah. Um, and so at that moment, I remember I came back from study abroad and I had like a conversation with like my parents and my, my family. 
And I was like, like, I don't, I don't, I don't think I'm going to do this anymore. Right. Right. Um, and at that point, like, you know, I didn't really have any backup options though. So I, I just like thought like, like, I, I don't really know what I to do, but I don't think this is it. Right. And so I took that gap year. Um, I already had the plan. I already planned to take that gap year. And during that time, I was kind of coming up with new ways um, and thinking about new opportunities, new, new life paths. And right. thankfully I was able to, um, you know, start the e-commerce business, you know, f- uh, from the help of my friend and, um, and here I am today, I can go deeper into, uh, I guess the e-commerce business as well, if that's, uh, like, I guess yeah. the business structure and like things like that. Yeah. So basically the e-commerce business that I started was it's, it's drop shipping. And mm-hmm. so I would find products on Alibaba or AliExpress. And if I thought that I could make a good video ad on Facebook or Instagram and post that, um, if I can get, if, it, if maybe it's like a viral product and then lead those customers on Facebook and Instagram to my website and then have them purchase it. And then if someone purchased a web uh, product on my website, I would directly contact uh, the manufacturer and then have them ship it to my customers. So I was acting as like a middleman. Right. Um, uh, so that's basically the gist of. Uh, that's awesome. And I, I yeah. guess, yeah. And I guess an example that I like to give for the concept of drop shipping is, you know, there's a, there's a seller, there's a manufacturer that sells couches for a hundred dollars. Um, you build a website for yourself like um, an inventory. So you shop on like an Amazon type uh, website, you sell that couch for $150. Somebody purchases that couch from your website, you get $150 and then you pay your supplier $100 to ship it directly to the customer. uh, And then you get a $50 profit. So that's a, I guess, a high level concept of drop shipping there. And that's what Yosuke is balling out at right now. <laughs> uh, and I guess like, you know, if it wasn't drop shipping, I'm curious, what would it mm-hmm. be? Because, you know, just talking through, you realize during your Valencia trip that, gosh, this is the lifestyle that I want. Um, yeah. So, you know, if, if there was a way to be a doctor remotely, maybe that's something you could have done. And I think there is uh, some professions in that sense, like Talkspace, for example, is a good example, yeah. but it's not that common. So, you know, did you have like a plan B in that sense? Uh, just curious. Yeah. So I looked into like doctors without borders and mm. kind of those kind of um, that's like a, I guess a way that you can kind of travel and then also be adopted at the same time. But man, I, I didn't think I had that like passion to be a doctor. Like I love, I don't, I don't know if I could say that I love medicine or, or I thought I did. Right. Right. And so it would be hard for me to pursue something and do that for the rest of my life. Cause yeah. I think at the end of the day, what I wanted was more flexibility and time and that probably aren't the two things that doctors associate with. Yeah. Unless you're a dermatologist and then maybe mm. you, you do have a lot of time and money, but right. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah. So my backup plan, I think they're just, it was just like, it's, it's hard for me to like even 
say it, but I, I don't think I had a distinct backup plan. I was just saying to myself, I'm going to make this e-commerce business work mm-hmm. and there's no other option. And I think right. that's kind of what also propelled me and kind of pushed me because I didn't take failure as an answer. I just right. kept on, kept on going, kept on going. Right. Um, and I've talked to several, several people, uh, you know, about e-commerce and, you know, how it's awesome and how you can actually make a really great living from it. And out of like the 15, 20 people that I've kind of introduced e-commerce to, only one of my friends started it. And that's my right. friend Noah. And he's crushing it. Yeah. He's crushing it. And he's coming, yeah, he's coming to Hawaii. He's coming to Hawaii in a month. And yeah, we're getting a house together here. And we're uh, just going well, to continue. What happened to Brazil, man? What happened to Brazil? <laughs> Why are you recruiting him to Hawaii? I'm not going to lie. Uh, I'm going to wait until, you know, the pandemic's over. I'm just going to stay uh-huh. in the U.S. Just, just, just so there's like, there's a little bit more stability, at least with me. And the comfort yeah. of knowing that like I'm in the U.S. and there's like the healthcare system, like I kind of know well. Mm-hmm. But, um, you know, once the vaccine is fully distributed and things kind of go back to normal, right to Brazil, baby. Right to Brazil. <laughs> there we hosting. go. Yeah, yeah I, I'm hosting you guys. You and Noah. Drinks on me. <laughs> yeah, all right. You can hold me to that. This is recording, right? We're recording. Yeah, yeah. yeah we're right. recording. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> all right, cool, man. Um, okay, so, well, good for Noah. Maybe I'll interview him next. Um, yeah. All right, cool. So, you know, just... I think, you know, when I speak to people, um, you know, whenever I'm traveling and people are like, oh, I'm here because I have two weeks off. I'm here because I have one week off. And they ask me and I'm like, well, I'm working tomorrow on Monday. Uh, You know, we went out last night. uh, Today's Sunday. Today's business as usual for me. I'm working tomorrow and I'm just staying here for a while. And uh, at least this was pre-COVID, whenever um, everybody's traveling and, you know, whatnot, and it was super easy. Uh, and I would tell these people, and they would be genuinely jealous, uh, and that they would say, I want, you know, I want a remote job like that. <laughs> so, yeah. uh, you know, if if you, you know, not to put you on the spot, USK, but, um, yeah. you know, if, if there was somebody who went up to you and said, USK, I want a remote job, and I want to do what you do, uh, you know, well, what's some things to get started with at least maybe not like full on advice, but you know, something that could help, uh, somebody get their foot in the door. Right. Um, I think what's crazy about our times now is, you know, the one silver lining about, I guess this pandemic is that it kind of helped us launch ourselves this world into the digital age on, on an exponential scale. And so yeah. people and companies that, you know, had these offices and, you know, people had to go to work in every day to their office, you know, they can't do that anymore. Right. And so right. these companies had to adapt and evolve or die. And so a lot of these workers now they're working remotely. And this is the first time that probably 90% of these people are working remotely. And right. if you're able to do that now and sustain your business and sustain the company, um, you know, what's the argument from saying, you know, why do I have to go back into the office? You know, if you say, right. hey, look, look at my productivity levels, um, X, Y, and Z for the past four months, we've been working remotely. You know, you know, why can't I continue doing this if I'm getting my work done? Right. Right. And so I think it's I think you can have a conversation with your with your boss and kind of maybe start out um, by showing him numbers and kind of saying, hey, look, like 
we're already working fully remotely now. Like, why go right. back? So, <laughs> right. Um, I think that's a conversation that that uh, that I guess you could have. Um, right. And yeah. another thing is, yeah, I guess if you don't ask your employer or anything, you know, you're never gonna get what you want, right? So I think right. that's probably number one step. Um, yeah, and I think like productivity is is really on you, right? Like if if you've shown in the last four months that you haven't been that productive, then I think that's on you and that's, you know, can't really do much with that, right? So, but yeah. if you have proven that you're, you're reliable, that you can still get work done, that you're available during working hours, because people are already doing that right now with, uh, you know, I just read an article on, on, Airbnb, on Airbnb, how in quarter three, um, their profit margins were really high compared to what experts mm-hmm. thought because people are already flocking to the beaches. You know, people are already working from home and doing this part-time. And, and I think, as you said, you know, once the pandemic ends, what's to stop them from, you know, doing this full-time the way we are? Uh, so, yeah. no, I mean, I think that's a, that's good food for thought, Yosuke. Thanks, thanks for sharing your, your expertise there. <laughs> my, my. <laughs> yeah, I mean, hey, man. <laughs> You're, uh, you're, you're the man, dude. Um, we, we've, we've seen each other in Guadalajara, Medellin, uh, Quito, too. Right? Quito. Yeah. yeah, Quito. yeah. yeah. <laughs> You've been killing it. Well, uh, I guess, is there anything else? Um, I mean, I think, uh, you know, I've asked the questions that, uh, I've wanted to ask you, uh, thank you so much for your time. Uh, is there anything else uh, that you want to mention, um, before we close out? Um, man, well, I think like we were talking about the, the concept of working remotely, um, it's not for everyone, I guess, but I think a lot of Great. people are kind of envious and jealous of people that are working remotely of our lifestyles. And I think, um, you know, if you're the type of person that, that loves to travel and that loves to have that flexibility, I mean, I don't think there's any other way to do it. Right. So I would, I would push them to try to find a remote job that they can make good money and still be able to save money and stuff. Um, Because man, I hate to say this, but you only live once and you, you know, (laughs) that's the the best life that you can. Right. (laughs) Dude, yellow man. And you I mean, like, Hey, like, I mean, we're just for you and I just speaking gringo Spanish to each other in Guadalajara, it was just like, wow, I can't believe this is happening. Like this is only possible because we could do what we do. And we, we were in foreign countries and, and learned the language and, um, and we made it happen. And these, these two Asian people were just speaking gringo Spanish to each other. People would walk by, they're like, wait, I'm confused, but Hey, we made it happen. Right. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, yeah, go ahead. No, that's it, man. Uh, you're right. <laughs> awesome. All right. Well, Yosuke, well, thank you so much for being on the show. Uh, it is a huge honor for you to be my number one interviewer, sorry, interviewee on the Work From Home Nomad podcast. Um, you know, it again, always a pleasure. Uh, we're good friends. We're great friends outside of this podcast too. So if it wasn't already obvious, but uh, again, really appreciate it. Enjoy Hawaii and continue to kill it in your e-commerce business, man. Have a great rest of your day. Thank you. You too, man. Thank you for having me. Yeah.